This is so exciting. I'm rattling on the tube through the northwest London suburbs and it feels liberating. Not since a memorable visit to Scotland early in 2020 has Harmony UK podcast been able to get out and about. But for edition 32, we'll be examining how barbershop Harmony and the lifestyle which goes with it are being reborn after the pandemic. First stop is a ladies' chorus, Capital Connection. They're often to be found in or around the lab's top ten at conventions. And they've really hit the ground running after their first tentative steps earlier this summer, back from the virtual world and towards in-person singing together. A large church hall just off Rainers Lane, about 40 singers standing next to chairs which have been spaced a metre apart. Uh, very few masks in evidence, but everyone here has taken a lateral flow test today to check that they're negative for Covid before coming along to the rehearsal. I am Debbie Cox. I am the MD of Capital Connection. I'm also involved in labs. I have been the Director of Education, I'm a current music judge and the music category director as well. So, And I, I'm doing the new Labs website at the moment, which is, is, yeah, it's all rather a lot. But what else would one do with one's life apart from barbershop? <laughs> I was quite trepidatious about the risks, but at the same time, I had really had it up to here with just being a button pusher on Zoom. I couldn't do my job as MD, which is mostly about reacting to what I'm hearing. I couldn't hear anything because they're all on mute. So it was so, so depressing every week, uh, trying to keep everybody else engaged and bonded as a group, but not being able to do what I'm here for was, was difficult. And I think every MD around the country will sympathise with that, with that feeling. I think everybody else will also agree that the first time you get back together and actually sing together is quite emotional and, and actually hearing the harmony being produced for the first time in a long time is yes we remember what we're here for and this is what it's all about and and we kind of haven't looked back since. Those early outside rehearsals, there must have been a great deal of excitement. Did you just sort of let people have their heads at first rather than trying to impose yeah. more order on them? It was more about just let's sing some songs. We, we did quite a few new songs during lockdown, but various people were in different headspaces and therefore had learned them at different rates or not learned them at all. So we pretty much started those again as if from scratch. So we were able to separate off into sections quite a lot while still outside, different corners of the field, 
and basically just relearn those songs as well. So it was a mixture of singing the old stuff that were, you know, good old repertoire numbers that we could just sing without too much preparation and reminding ourselves how they went because it had been a long time since we'd sung them all together and refreshing the new ones so that we could actually bring some new repertoire into sing outs and stuff. She keeps a Our main focus is because we've had some really successful recruitment drives, we've actually got almost a 50% increase. That's a lot of new members to absorb all in one go. So it's both affecting the sound when we're doing established repertoire that the new ladies haven't learnt yet. Um, there's suddenly like a, oh, where did the sound go? Because suddenly there's so fewer voices singing it. Obviously, we're teaching them all the craft, so the sound when we are all singing together isn't quite what I would want it to be yet, but it will get there. We just need to teach them, and everybody's doing a good job at being a good role model for that while they're remembering it all themselves. We're about to start a course where we're going to take the new ladies out and kind of like force feed them <laughs> everything about barbershop life which as we know is not just a hobby it's a lifestyle so they, they need to learn that and really get into the groove and understand what it's all about from a group point of view as well as the singing craft point of view so we're, we're attacking all angles on that just trying to get them assimilated as, as quickly as possible it's not quite the same as running a learn to sing course because for me a learn to sing or love to sing as some people call it is more about having a jolly old fun time and and enticing people to join we've already got these people they're already keen they're already very keen and it's about kind of making sure that they pick up everything they need to know as quickly as possible so that we can land running next year and then building towards what will hopefully be a live convention in the autumn. We'll hear more about convention later, but how did Capital Connection manage to attract a dozen new singers in such short order? I'm Sue and I am on the committee. I'm membership secretary. I also do PRO for the chorus um, and help run the website and did Facebook. We did a big rebrand last year and I think we really wanted to capitalise on that when we returned to singing. So um, that's why we really went to town with like the Facebook and advertising and, and like getting our logo and our image out there. And um, yeah, we, we've had a fantastic response. So we're, we're quite surprised at it and I'm really happy. Is it social media that's, that's doing most of the work for you here? I think it's a combination of social media, I think people maybe wanting to go and do stuff in the community. We've had um, some new members join who have brought other people with them, which has been great. So they're, they're kind of carrying the torch on and, and doing it for us as well. But obviously, you, 
you know, you've got to keep your foot on the pedal and keep doing it. And I notice you're advertising not just for chorus members, but for specific parts. You've got an ad on your, your social media at the moment for tenors, explaining what tenors do, and another one for basses as well. Yeah, when we first start, um, I guess um, it's the same for all choruses, trying to get that perfect balance of parts, and um, it seems to change all the time, so I've got adverts ready to go for every different part at the moment. If you My name's Sharon and I sing in the lead section. My name is Mariana and I also say, uh, sing in the lead section. And you're both new members of the chorus. Sharon, when did you join? Um, I joined when Capital Connection returned after the lockdown, so they had a welcome Wednesday at the end of May and I came along to that. What was it that, that wanted, made you both want to join a, a, a chorus like this? I mean, was it sort of lockdown fatigue or was it... Was... Mm. Well, I'd always enjoyed singing. Um, I was in my, um, my school um, choir very many years ago, um, and um, I, I was just looking. I've always wanted to sort of try and do it, you know, n- not just in the shower. <laughs> so I was just trying to find somewhere where, where I can, you know, come along and have a sing with other people. All I want is to see you smile. If it takes just a little while. I had a brief experience joining a different um, group. Um, doing musicals, so um, singing musical songs and, and you know, doing choreography and dancing and stuff. But um, I found it hard to integrate to the group, um, and eventually I sort of stopped going. Um, but when I came here, I was blown away by how friendly everyone was, and that made all the difference in the experience for me. Hosting one open rehearsal a month, Welcome Wednesdays as they call them, has been a bit of a departure for Capital Connection. MD Debbie Cox. We decided against running a a set course because in the past we've had very limited uptake. We found it difficult to publicise it and people just haven't been able to come along for whatever reason. So instead we decided also we noticed that, that people were very nervous about just coming along. They'd get in touch but then they wouldn't necessarily turn up. So we decided to have dedicated Wednesdays and we chose the last Wednesday in every month as Welcome Wednesday, which is nicely alliterative. Um, And we publicise that heavily in the the run-up. It's also word of mouth. As the new ladies come and they love it, they then bring their friends. there's, there's one who's like brought, brought along about half a dozen people with her, which is fantastic. Um, and it, it's just been really successful just having a dedicated one where they know that if they turn up, there's likely to be other new ladies there as well. So it's not just going to be all about them. I think that that has made it easier for people to come along and just give it a go. One of the things I noticed is the weekend before we recorded this, um, Capital Connection had a retreat, didn't they? Mm. How important was that in terms of bringing focus back to the chorus? Well, actually, it wasn't too much of a focus day, to be honest. It was more of a let's all be somewhere together that's not at the end of a working day when we're all a bit tired and trying to concentrate. It was more about having a fun day. We went about 20 miles away to a hall that actually one of our members manages. And 
It was attached to a primary school playground, so we were able to use the outside space to actually record our video for Labs Unconventional Convention, which was brilliant fun. Everybody had good time. We had kind of a plan and a script to go to, but there were lots of opportunities for people to bring in their own ideas as well. So there was lots of, you know, group bonding and chucking ideas around and being creative and just having a really good time which I think was important as well as, as me cracking the whip every week, trying to get the quality back up to where it used to be. And that emphasis on bonding and camaraderie has struck a chord with other members of the chorus too. Here's P.R.O. Sue, from whom we heard earlier, and her fellow lead Jane, who's the club secretary and a member of the music team. I think now we're back inside rehearsing. We're starting to like get the newbies more involved and bringing them up to speed on on barbershop craft and stuff and it's really nice now hearing the sound that we're all making especially as when we were outside you couldn't really hear what was going on you know you, you feel very isolated when you're singing outside so um that's that's great and um I, hopefully more social opportunities as well will be really nice as a chorus i mean who doesn't like going down the pub after all <laughs> um so uh, so yeah i mean any opportunity to get together whether it's like we were doing on Sunday where we were practicing for the video and um, having retreat or whether it's on a Wednesday night when we finish a little bit earlier and go for a drink together or even you know we've done all sorts of things where when we went for a walk through the parks in London a couple of weeks ago just anything where we can just get together and know each other as people rather than just singers. And later this month, chorus members old and new will have the opportunity to sing with other barbershoppers at a series of regional events being held as part of Lab's unconventional convention. Here's Debbie Cox. Yes, on the Saturday we'll be attending the Oxford Hub. There are six hubs around the country um, and we're attending Oxford. Um, and we're taking some of our new ladies with us. Uh, Lab's confirmed that people who are members of choruses but who aren't necessarily members of labs yet because they haven't paid over their membership for that they are welcome um, because labs just wants them to to learn what labs is all about and, and see that the wider spread of barbershop through the country and the fact that there are opportunities for for meeting up with other choruses and and it's not just about your own little group in your own little corner of the world The view from Capital Connection, rehearsing, as you can hear, that new Labs polecat, You Gotta Be, made famous by Desri and arranged there by the Labs music category team. That Labs unconventional convention takes place on the last weekend in October. As well as the Oxford gathering, there are also in-person Saturday singing events planned in Cambridge, at Waterlooville in Hampshire, at Saltash near Plymouth, that's just on the Cornish side of the Tamar, and further north, at Bradford and Cheadle Hume in Cheshire. Details on the Ladies' Association website where you can find out more about Sunday's online convention activities too. Well, seeing Capital Connection thriving there in Rainers Lane made me wonder how post-pandemic life was treating other choruses elsewhere across the country. So, join me now as we head north, electronically of course, on a virtual road trip far Far from the smoke and grime of London.
Oh, look, do indulge me. After all, this is the only chance I get to pretend to be able to drive. First stop on our barbershop Harmony Highway is the Viking city of York, capital of England's largest historic county and home to the Babs Chorus, Spirit of Harmony. I am Peter Bryant, I am musical director at Spirit of Harmony. Around August time was when we decided was the right time to kind of come back together in person. And over Zoom, we, we had maybe 25 people uh, attending consistently over Zoom. And what we did, first of all, was we, we actually found a car park in York, which was like a covered car park. Um, so technically outside and well ventilated and all that sort of stuff, but it was covered, so weatherproof um, and worked quite well for us. So for August rehearsals, we met for an hour and a half in that car park and, and sang outside for, for a little bit of time. And um, honestly, I was shocked at how well we were singing on that first night. I was really worried about has the the lack of in-person singing kind of degraded our ability to sing together as a chorus and as it as it turned out it kind of hadn't and people just kind of got straight back into it and we are now since the start of September we are now uh, rehearsing indoors in our old rehearsal venue which was wonderful to, to to get back to and yeah the the chorus is sounding absolutely great is that anything to do with the fact that people are so pleased do you think to to to, to be back together again that maybe they make a, a a special effort yeah i think that there certainly is something to that and actually one of my members said to me last week that over lockdown he didn't really have the motivation to do the homework bits you know we we'd le- we did learn a few new songs over lockdown actually but he said that he didn't really do any extra work on them between thursday evenings he would just wait for the thursday and, and kind of learn it as he went along but now that we're back in person singing in indoors uh, and making a really good sound he said he's suddenly found the motivation again to do that homework and put the effort in so that he can get the most out of those sessions on Thursday evenings, which I thought was uh, was really good. How worthwhile was it then learning those new songs? I mean, how many of them were there and, and what sort of state were you in to sing them when you came back? I think there are about five new songs that we did and we recorded a couple of them, did virtual recordings of a couple of them. And yeah, I I really didn't know what to expect. But as it turns out, they are now, I think, the best songs in our repertoire in terms of the the quality of how we sing them. I suspect it's because we've been singing them against the tracks for such a long time. And it's that's the kind of thing that people should be doing on their own at home in in their own time anyway, like sitting down and really focusing on it and, and singing against the tracks. But 
that's been our only option over the last 18 months, just singing against tracks and, and that sort of stuff. And I think it has really cemented those songs in people's minds and it's helped them stay in pitch, right? Because learning tracks stay in pitch. And so all of our new songs stay more in pitch than than our older songs. We have better singing habits in our, in our new music. And I think it's just that there's a lot of elation around finally being able to hear the group singing those songs in person together. It's almost as though you're suggesting that that the lockdown has had some unexpected benefits. I think so. I I think so. Unexpected musical benefits, certainly. And um, I think some of the screen sharing that we've been able to do over Zoom has actually been really, really fun. Like, I, I would have my iPad connected to my computer sometimes with the sheet music on, and I would be able to share my iPad screen with the group and kind of annotate the sheet music and that kind of helped because, you know, visual learners like to see things being written down. You know, there are people in every chorus who like have scribbles all over their sheet music. Um, and I was able to do that for everyone. And so we had a really good session during lockdown where we actually, as part of our rehearsal, sat down and, and, and collaborated together as a chorus on the dynamic plan for one of our songs. And I kind of wrote out the dynamic plan on the iPad as we were going on. And I think people got a lot out of that that process. So yeah, it, it definitely kind of revealed some unexpected opportunities. They used to tell me I was building a dream. And so I followed them up. When there was earth to plow or guns to bear Most of our members are happy to come to the rehearsal and you know we have as as every chorus has we've put in all those kind of safeguards to make sure that people feel as safe as possible and so everyone 
in our group thankfully seems uh, comfortable coming to to the rehearsals what i am still missing is a big part of our chorus is that a lot of us used to go to the pub afterwards and there was a pub that we used to go to in our area near our venue after every thursday and we, we would get 20 25 people come to the pub we'd all have a sing in the pub and, and that hasn't restarted yet i think there are some people who are nervous about uh, being in that environment still which is totally understandable because it's it's a totally different environment so the controlled rehearsal environment that we've been able to create but uh, yeah that's kind of the final piece of the puzzle for me that i'm looking forward to to having back uh, have you got any, uh, any any concerts or any gigs in the uh, in, in the office sing out yeah, we're working towards a Valentine's Day concert in February next year, which we are doing in collaboration with the, the ladies' chorus that I direct, Main Street Sound, and we're hoping to get another local non-barbershop group involved in that as well for a bit of variety, so that, that will be in February. We want to do some singing in York at Christmas in, in the in the city centre and around shopping centres and things like that. So, yeah, kind of, and, and we're hoping to sing all of our new repertoire in, on that February show, which would be really cool. Lots of lots of new music. Good luck with that then. Is, is, is the, is, does that mean that, that these, these um, uh, future sing-outs are taking precedence over, uh, over the, the next convention? Is, is that still a long way off on the horizon as far as you're concerned? We are about to start our convention songs, actually. Um, we are going to release them to the chorus to start learning over the next few weeks. We, we kind of are very aware of the fact that, first of all, convention is a month earlier uh, for us this, this year, or next year, I suppose. And also, you know, Spirit of Harmony actually hasn't competed in a Babs contest since 2018. And it's it will be my first time directing a chorus in a Babs contest. And, and so I think we wanted to give ourselves a really good start and, and plenty of time to, to make sure that we're ready for, for that reason. And, and so we can come back to Babs contest four years, four years later, um, triumphant and confident and and really proud of what of what we are able to achieve peter bryant the musical director of spirit of harmony and sing 2022 the first babs convention since the pandemic struck uh, will take place in harrogate on the weekend of the 29th of april next year good luck to spirit and to all contestants and let's hope for a bumper field and some amazing performances at that convention well back in the virtual car we are certainly clocking up the miles across the Scottish border over the fourth road bridge and on through the kingdom of Fife and across the Silvery Tay all the way to Aberdeen celebrated as the granite city and gateway to the oil fields of the North Sea oh it's all right by the way we have arrived safely now so you can unfasten your virtual seatbelt this area is home to at least four separate barbershop clubs. One of them, Aberdeen Chorus, were on the point of representing Sweet Adeline's Region 31 in international contest when the pandemic struck last year. So how are they getting back into the swing? Well, I was joined on Zoom by three of the chorus members. Team coordinator Moreda Lord, the finance coordinator Tina Newcomb and their musical director Sophie Radcliffe. I began by suggesting to Sophie that it must have come as a real disappointment to be so rudely interrupted by the coronavirus pandemic. Absolutely. We had just come out of our regional competition with a second place medal and our highest score to date that we had achieved. So, you know, we were raring to go. We were so excited at the possibility of getting a wild card to go to the next international. And 
thankfully we did. I think honestly, when we found out that we had won that wild card spot, it was just amazing. So the whole chorus was just on a high, really. You know, we were so excited just to be there together again. Um, so yeah, we were we were very, very sad when, you know, we, we stopped rehearsing together because we had these hopes and dreams of going to international again. So yeah, it really did. It was quite rude of COVID to interrupt us. <laughs> Uh, Tina Moreda, as singers in the chorus, I should imagine at that point it's it's extremely easy to become very deflated. How did how did you avoid that? Oh, oh. Well, uh, I think we had we have um, at the time I wasn't in the in the management team, but at the time we uh, we have been very lucky to have very focused team members and immediately started to find ways in which we keep each other engaged. So Zoom became um, our friend. Um, we began to get together, um, rehearse the best way we could and introduce additional features and keeping the social contact. I think that was probably the biggest difference was the inability to see each other, to, to keep ourselves physically apart. But we managed through technology to maintain that connection. And Tina can testify this. Uh, we, we were very active in making sure that our members were fully engaged and connected. And, and we kept an eye on, on, on them to make sure that they were OK. Mm. What was your approach to that, Tina? Because Zoom is, is one of those things, if you do the same thing week after week, it can quickly become quite stale, can't it? I had never done Zoom before, so that was a whole new learning experience for me. Um, I, we do find it very useful, I have to say, and it was rather strange standing in the corner of my kitchen doing these rehearsals every week. But it was great, actually. I really enjoyed it because we still had the, the, the visual connection of everybody over, over Zoom. And Sophie was good enough to introduce lots of new songs, so everybody's interest was kept going all the time time and many of the chorus members also introduced several social aspects to zoom so there were meetings out with the monday evenings there were quiz nights and there were there were memory lane trips and all sorts of stuff that was going on we tried to keep ourselves socially engaged as well as singing together as well so everybody's interest we hope would 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 be maintained says it, it sounds as though you know zoom was quite nice it was a reasonable substitute you were chugging along nicely you were doing new new and different things you were still seeing each other yeah absolutely i mean zoom served purpose for us like uh, tina Moreda said it was a great way to stay connected and it was something our members absolutely needed i think the past 18 months have been very difficult but what really stood out for me is how much of a family our chorus is uh, the relationship we all have with each other it was never lost because we were on Zoom. So returning in person, yes, we're seeing people again and, you know, trying to figure out ways to, to actually sing and, and ha have it feel more normal. But it was like we were never gone because as soon as we were able to sing together again, certainly in a slightly larger group, 
it was just the same you know we were back together again as a chorus yeah. family so really I think having this technology was so beneficial but now that we're back together it was just like we'd, we'd never been apart really well let me ask all of you then about the the, the first time that you got together again once the uh, uh, the restrictions were relaxed what was it like and what do you remember about it well, we started off small. Um, we, we, um, Mareda uh, and three others in the chorus, and Sophie and, and two others, formed a COVID task force. So we started trying to find an outdoor venue where we could sing, um, which we did. And we kept it to groups of 12 and we kept it socially distanced. And we did all the safety things that we could, but we only took members who wanted to sing because some people weren't ready yet to come back to, to, to meet in person. But it was lovely. Even though we, we were socially distanced, standing, you know, a couple of metres apart outdoors, it was still nice to be able to hear each other. We couldn't hug each other, of course, and we couldn't hang around for the chat that always goes on. But so that was, we started small and very, very slowly. But the Zoom rehearsals went on concurrently for those who couldn't attend in person. So that was how it all started off. Mareda, is that still the case? Are still some people preferring to, 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 for their own safety, really, and for the, for the safety of others to, uh, to remain uh, is, at, at the end of a Zoom link? There are a combination of, of those things. We are now Zooming one of the rehearsals and people who are uh, on holiday or because COVID is still with us and they might have been in contact with somebody that had the dreaded COVID. Uh, we have advised them if you are a close contact, you stay at home. So we're still offering the Zoom so that the connection is maintained. Now that we are back together again, uh, Sophie is able to look at the specific details to, of songs and is able to build some of the refinements of all of those songs that we were learning while on Zoom. So putting them now together live requires a little bit of effort. And so as we do that on the live rehearsal, people can see that over Zoom, so they don't miss out. Because I think the reality is that a lot of us want to get back, but as Tina mentioned, we want to make sure that people are comfortable. Our procedures and our systems are to make sure that everybody is comfortable with what we have put in place. And it's really with their safety in mind. Um, so we are maintaining the Zoom rehearsals um, available for that reason. So we are, we are uh, recording uh, one of the rehearsals at least. And are you asking people to do lateral flow tests, that sort of thing, before they come? Only if they if they want to. Um, uh, we are basically asking them to uh, answer a questionnaire uh, the, at the start. So on the Monday, we, we send that questionnaire and everybody attending rehearsal needs to um, complete that questionnaire. If they're not attending rehearsal, they don't need to complete the questionnaire. Um, if somebody hasn't completed the questionnaire, there are paper forms that so they can complete at the uh, at the gate, so to speak. Um, and so we have everybody recorded because for track and trade purposes, we need to have that. Um, and uh, we have made certain uh, accommodations for people who uh, are medically exempt from wearing masks. So we have introduced additional uh, mitigations for them. We don't want to exclude them for rehearsal, but we want to make sure that everyone else feels comfortable as well. Uh, uh, and so the, there are certain things that we're still doing, a little bit of administration, a little bit of health and, health and safety. So we're still doing all of that stuff.
how does it feel directing people, some of whom may still be wearing masks, a lot of people who are social distancing? I mean, does it kind of detract from getting the chorus to focus as, as you would like them to? Honestly, I, I don't think so. For me personally, standing in front of the chorus again, or at least half of the chorus, we split our rehearsals currently. So we've got half the chorus at an earlier rehearsal and half the chorus at um, a slightly later one. And although the masks may cause some sort of, you know, they may stop some of the sound, really the room we're in is wonderful. It's big enough that the sound travels well and quite honestly, being away from live singing for 18 months, going back to it, I, I almost forgot how wonderful it was. The first rehearsal we had with, I think, maybe around 36 or 37 people, which was half of the chorus, was incredible. When we finished the first song, Like it was so emotional because I didn't even notice that the masks were there. And I'm sure once we're allowed to sing without them, it will make a huge difference. But for now, I'm just happy that I can hear half of my chorus and hear them singing wonderfully. I honestly think this 18 months has almost been like a rehabilitation for people's voices. Um, it's given them a chance to focus on what's important and right for their voice or have a break if needed. And now that we're back together, um, I can honestly say the sound has just been wonderful. The past few weeks that we've had these indoor rehearsals, it really has just been wonderful. Well, we mentioned right at the very beginning of this that, of course, uh, Aberdeen Chorus were rudely interrupted on the way to preparing for your, your wild card at uh, Sweet Adeline's International Convention. So is that what you're focusing now, or, or are you sort of coming at this gradually and, and sort of easing your way into uh, the, the competitive mindset again? I think we have to just take it almost each month as it comes because things change so quickly. And our main focus is actually just being able to maintain indoor singing. That's what our hope is, is that this will continue um, and that we can maybe even have the whole chorus at some point together. That would be wonderful. At the moment, we're still in the two groups. We have had a few requests for Christmas sing-outs, which is yeah. wonderful. That really kind of, you know, um, amp the chorus up again because we'll be starting to go back to our Christmas repertoire and being able to sing for people live is, I think, something that we didn't, no was ever going to happen again or certainly not maybe this soon so that's um our main focus now but we are absolutely um looking forward to warwick in 2022 and all being well we are making plans to um head to phoenix in um 22 as well so all being well um you know we're just taking it as it comes and if things change things change but we're just we're just happy to be together really right now are, are you seriously worried that things might change? No, not thinking about that. Not thinking about I, that. I, I am, Dina. But... <laughs> but America America opened up this week, and that has made a difference as well, because, of course, whatever plans we might make towards going towards going to Phoenix, um, we might not have been allowed in. So, you know, there, there's all sorts of things to think of. But I think one of the great things about our chorus, apart from the, the familiness of it, is that, is that we always try to be upbeat and concentrate on the positive, you know? <laughs>
Isn't it great to hear applause like that? Even if it was recorded more than two years ago at the last Region 31 convention in Cardiff. My thanks to Sophie, Tina and Moradia from Aberdeen Chorus. And I hope that you enjoyed that 500-mile excursion, courtesy of Krautwerk and their vintage 1970s album, celebrating the joys of a trip on the Autobahn. Well, I'm uh, back at home now and uh, back on Zoom for a look ahead to one more vital sign that the barbershop world is returning to something like normal life. Because in early November, in fact, one week after Lab's unconventional convention, Babs will be staging two days of live singing and nationwide competition for quartets in Sheffield. Well, to tell us more about this year's QuartetCon, I'm joined on Zoom by Alan Hughes, the chairman of the British Association of Barbershop Singers. Alan, hello. Hello. Hi. Good evening, John. Good to see you. Uh, and you too. Um, this is this is very exciting because QuartetCon is, the way I read it, it's going to be bigger and better than what's gone before, isn't it? Well, that's certainly what we were hoping for um, when we were planning the event. Um we had actually uh, been planning making the event bigger for a long time, and then obviously COVID hit, so um, so it's been slightly delayed. But yeah, we're really looking forward to it to be a whole weekend of quartet competitions, and of course a, sh- uh, a show on the Saturday night. We're really trying to make it like a mini convention. Really, is the plan. And this is in Sheffield first first weekend of November. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, the sixth yeah. and seventh. Uh, well, well, tell us about the show to begin with. Yes, so um, we are really excited to be bringing over a, a special guest quartet from the United States, who are, of course, Midtown, an absolutely incredible male quartet from uh, New York City. Um, we had actually booked them to attend our convention this year, and then obviously we all know what happened to that convention. Uh, so we thought, well, we're still determined to have them on these shores, so we thought, why not bring them over? to do uh, the Quartet Con event instead. So yeah, we're delighted about Midtown and they're also going to be supported by two Sheffield groups. So of course, our Babs, I suppose they're still our current champions from 2019, Hallmark of Harmony, and also uh, the Ladies Chorus, Steel City Voices. So they'll all be there. Mid- Midtown are very exciting. I, I still remember their, um, their-, their-, their Halloween uh EP from last year, which is actually, since we're coming around to that time of year, it's, it's well worth a listen, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's perfect timing, really, for that. But uh, if you've not come across Midtown, definitely check out their recordings or check them out on YouTube. They're one of these quartets that hasn't got any past gold medal champions in it, but they are incredibly talented and really, uh, like they're, they're the talk of the town at the moment. They really want to watch out for, so yeah, you don't want to miss out on seeing them live. Boys and girls of every age, wouldn't you like to see something strange? Well, come with us and you will see this our town of Halloween. This is Halloween, this is Halloween, pumpkin scream in the dead of night. This is Halloween, everybody make a scene, trick or treat, everyone's gonna die right. It's our town. How easy was it to persuade them? I mean, obviously, you'd had to blow them out for one, uh, no no fault of Babs at all, of course, the pandemic, but you'd already had to blow them out for one convention. So was it easy to persuade them to come over just for a weekend? 
<laughs> so uh, from my experience, when you reach out to any uh, quartet or group in America and mention uh, we'd love you to come and sing for us in the UK, they usually bite your arm off <laughs> the opportunity. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't too hard of a sell for them to, to find uh, to, to come out to the UK. Now, you may remember, you may recognize their baritone, which is KJ. He used to be the baritone of Lunch Break. And obviously, Lunch Break were our quartet guests for a convention ooh, seven or eight years ago now. So, and a fantastic uh, comedy quartet as well. Loads of stuff on YouTube from Lunch Break. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So he, is, he stands on the right hand side as you look at them for both uh, Lunch Break and Midtown. And uh, so, yeah, from his memories of coming over to Babs a few years ago, it, like I say, it really wasn't a hard sell. They practically bit our arm off for the opportunity to come over. And uh, I think their excitement is coming of, for coming over is only matched by our excitement of being able to hear them live. And of course, just to hear live barbershop again, it's going to be fantastic. It, it, it's going to be absolutely brilliant. I'm just wondering about the rationale for this, though. Is, is this going to be a, a, an annual event? And is if so... Is it to try and encourage more quartets to come along to QuartetCon, or is it simply to try and increase the size of the audience and give people more to see if they if they turn up and they're not necessarily singing on the weekend? Um, both is the answer. We're always looking for people just, just to encourage people to sing, if that's in chorus or quartet. And over the last few years before COVID, we're really successful. Each year we're getting more and more quartets coming along. It used to be called prelims, obviously, um, but it was becoming such a big event that it definitely needed to needed to be a two-day event, um, and that's still the case now. Um, so we thought, yes, let's encourage people to sing, but also what barbershoppers are so great at is providing a really encouraging audience. Um, so it's still a free weekend to come and watch all of our um, quartets taking part, and the show is just a bargain price of £10 which uh, really is great value for money for what you get. So, And, yeah. and can non-BABS members attend? They can indeed, yeah. It's completely open to the public. We are at, uh, it's the University of Sheffield, the Octagon Centre, um, and uh, it's during term time, so we may see some uh, students turning up. Uh, people can bring their friends, family, their fan club, if they want, along to it. And like I say, they can watch and take part in the whole event for free, just that £10 charge for the show.
yourselves, what, what are they taking place and how many are there going to be this year? Oh yes, so we are delighted this year to be hold, uh, hosting the BNH Mixed Quartet Contest. As you know, that gets passed around between each of the three organisations here in the UK and uh, it's Babs's turn to host it and we're really excited for that. So that's going to kick off the weekend on the Saturday and we're looking at around a midday start. And we have had 14 entries for that contest, which is really positive. Um, after that, in the evening uh, on the Saturday, well, I say evening, late afternoon on the Saturday, we have got our Babs, we start the Babs preliminary round and we uh, focus on the youth quartet contest and the seniors quartet contest. And we've got 12 quartets taking part in those altogether. Then obviously we have the show. Then the next day, it's our national uh, prelim round um, plus our international qualifiers, and we've got 28 singers on that day. So we're pretty pleased with the numbers. About three or four weeks ago, we were starting to worry, but I think uh, people were just holding off on registering until they knew it was a definite. And so, yeah, we've got a, a good solid weekend from midday on the Saturday through to around uh, four o'clock on the Sunday of wall-to-wall barbershop. So. That sounds absolutely fantastic. Definitely looking forward to that. Um in the meantime, I noticed on one of the emails that came round to members of Babs that there is there's something called a um, a contest pass which uh, participants now have to have. T tell us about that. Yes, this is something that we uh, we we've had to put in place based on um, based on some advice from our auditors. Um, it's complicated. It's to do with gift aid and tax. But yes, now everyone competing in a Babs contest which must purchase a contest season pass, which costs five pounds. Now we know we know that's not ideal. So what we've done, we've counteracted it by reducing the annual subs by five pounds from 50 to 45. And also for the quartet singers, if we, they usually charge, are charged a 40 pound registration fee. We've reduced that down to 20 pounds now. So um, they can use that other 20 pound to pay for their four contest season passes. That's the idea. And and when it comes to the convention at Harrogate next year, and of course there's the Babs Mixed Chorus Contest going on, um, will members of, um, well, well, will female singers in those contests who might not necessarily be part of Babs at the moment, will they have to buy contest passes as well? Yes, that's right. Everyone competing in a, in a Babs contest will have to buy one of those contest season passes. But, but at the same time, you, you've... Um, the idea of, of, of getting uh, uh, women who aren't in Babs but might be one of the other barbershop organisations to join Babs, that was mooted, but it's gone away, I notice. Yes, yeah, that was just based on feedback from our council members. Um, there was there was some um, resistance to, to that idea. Um, so we listened to that feedback and the Babs board has decided to continue to offer Babs membership free of charge for anyone who's a member of Sweet Adelines or Labs for competing in the Mixed Chorus Contest. Does that mean that that will remain the situation for the foreseeable future then? Uh, yes, yes, that's certainly the plan for the foreseeable, yeah. I, I, I suspect one or two people will be quite relieved about that. <laughs> In the meantime, just one more question about, I mean, looking ahead to convention, we, we've, we've been, as you know, on a roller coaster with, with, with different um, impositions in place as to what you can and can't do. And the numbers keep going up and down for COVID. Most people I know uh, have, have now been vaccinated. But nonetheless, is, is there still a small worry at the back of your mind that things could change? Or are you, are you pretty confident now that, that, that the plans you have for next year will go ahead? 
we're feeling, I think with every day, we're feeling more and more confident and we want our members to feel confident that when they come to our events that they will will be safe. And we are constantly following the government advice. We're working closely with the venues, whether that's uh, University of Sheffield or the Harrogate International Centre, just to make sure that everything that we can do to keep everyone safe, we will do. Um, and we really hope that that's going to instill confidence in all of our members to attend because we really dearly want everyone to get back to in-person singing and coming to our events, which are they're known around the world for being some of the best barbershop conventions and events in the world. So we really want to see everyone there. Absolutely. There's no, no tiny niggle at the back of your mind that says, oh, my goodness, we might still have to cancel if things go badly wrong. Um, we're, we're constantly monitoring the situation um, and uh, yeah if if we are absolutely forced to we will but that will be a really sad day for us all and uh, we're just trying to keep everything crossed and like I say put every precaution in place that's feasible to make sure that, that the events can go ahead because we all dearly yeah. want them to and I'm sure the barbershop community dearly, dearly wants them to go ahead as well. Absolutely. And I, 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 it's one of those questions that I, I really didn't want to ask. But <laughs> nonetheless, um, given that how unpredictable life has been, I thought it was worth asking anyway. Alan, thank you very much indeed for your time. I really appreciate it. And uh, good luck with Quartet Con um, in November. Thank you and see you there. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. And I'm also hoping to record the next Harmony UK podcast at QuartetCon so that even if you weren't able to be there, you can enjoy some of the highlights, the quartets and the personalities from the barbershop world who will be taking part in that weekend in Sheffield. Just a word before we end this podcast about some of the songs that you've been hearing. Uh, most of the contributions from Capital Connection were recorded in rehearsal, but you also heard parts of their fantastic lockdown arrangement of Killer Queen, which you can view on their YouTube channel. We also heard an excerpt from Spirit of Harmony's excellent lockdown recording of Sloop John B., which you can check out on their website. Other performances from Spirit and from Aberdeen Chorus came from convention recordings, which are easily found via Google. Other search engines are available. That rather spine-tingling performance from Midtown of This Is Halloween came from their Halloween CD. Lots of delightfully scary tracks, including a truly awesome version of Ghostbusters, and all available to download at midtownquartet.com. You may well have recognised the most recent Babs Chorus Gold Medalist, Hallmark of Harmony, singing Bruce Springsteen's Dancing in the Dark, uh, another fun lockdown video to enjoy online. Which just leaves us one group of singers from the forthcoming Babs Quartet Con show. So, to play us out, here's Steel City Voices, with one of the most recognisable TV themes of all time, and another lockdown video to add to your playlist. From me, John Beasley... Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep the whole world singing and bye-bye.